Brothers and sisters, we are continuing in Ephesians 4, so if you'd start turning there, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 17 through 24. Ephesians 4, beginning in verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off Concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And Father, we do bow before you and before your authoritative word. We thank you for giving us your word that we might live life uh, in the way that uh, is glorifying to you and is a blessing to us. Thank you, Father. Help us to be teachable now. Prepare our hearts, we pray, as we come to your table, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been learning from Ephesians over the last two months, I think it is now, that we are to walk in unity. This chapter is, one of the key words is unity, and and being one in Christ. We are one in Christ, and so we can serve in the body of Christ uh, together, that it might edify itself in love. That's the way God made the body to work as we are serving together uh, lovingly. And this next section, it's a little longer than I usually, I usually look at maybe one verse, but uh, this whole section fits together, 17 through 24. So this is reaffirming what we saw in the first verse of this uh, chapter, uh, where it said that we are to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, worthy of the calling with which we have been called. But it does it, in a sense, in the negative, and it says that rather than uh, walking in the way which we were saved from, we don't have to walk that way anymore. Paul says, uh, he he referred to it as the way the rest of the Gentiles walk. So these Gentiles in in Ephesus were converted. He said, don't walk in the way that you used to walk. You don't have to. Don't walk in the way of the unsaved. According to Romans 6, and I'd like to refer to a few verses in Romans 6, I think it's a key cross-reference here. It says in Romans 6 that we are to reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. In other words, we're to consider that a done deal. It is done. Reckon yourselves dead to sin. And praise God that we can do that by his grace. And then Paul continued later in in, uh, Romans 6. He said, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Do not let it reign. You don't need to let it reign anymore. We can say no to sin now by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the victory at the cross. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are now slaves, but slaves to righteousness. And then again in Romans 6, it says that we are are now able then to present ourselves to God as being alive from the dead and our members as instruments of righteousness. So we, we come, we present ourselves to him now as uh, his servants, as living sacrifices. And 
what a freedom. We, we must rejoice in this great freedom we have now from the bondage of sin that we would be under because the Lord Jesus paid our debt because he redeemed us by his death on the cross and he's given us life in him, true life. So we were saved out of this slavery to sin and we are now able by the grace of God to no longer, there's some no longers here. And so first of all, in verse 17, it says, we're no longer to walk in the futility of our mind. We don't have to do that. In fact, we're, we're no longer living lives of futility at all. We have lives of purpose and hope in the, in the Lord. And we're no longer having our understanding darkened. The unconverted Scripture tells us, uh, love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. We are not there. But now our minds are enlightened and we are being renewed day by day. Praise God. We're no longer alienated, it says, from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in us or was in us. We are indeed now brought near to God. We're not only not alienated, we are near to our creator and our loving master because we are not ignorant now, praise God, of the gospel that he has opened our eyes to see. We are no longer uh, having blinded hearts. Our hearts are now open, praise God, to see the Lord our God, to hunger from our heart for him. And then in verse 19, rather than being uh, past feeling, in other words, past spiritual feeling or grief for our sin, and it has kind of a parenthesis here, kind of briefly explains a little bit what this past feeling means. It says, past feeling means you've given yourselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. So we're no longer bound to give ourselves over to the practice of things which displease the Lord and ruin us. And praise God that we've been redeemed out of that hopeless and worthless kind of life by the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. And we can now say no to those things. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can put that life off Kind of like a garment that's so bad, you just want to take it off and burn it. Never see it again. Now in verse 20, it says, if we have heard the Lord, if you have heard the Lord, and he's opened your ears to hear him and his, your eyes to see him. And then if you have been taught the truth by him, because the truth is in Jesus, then we can put off this kind of conduct. That's the main point of all of this. We can put this off. We should put this off. Again, like filthy clothes. Uh, and we should put off the old nature, the old man, it's called, uh, which is corrupt. And as those who are new in Christ now, we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind, day by day, praise God, we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind, and put on then the new man. In other words, to live out the new, the new nature that is possible in Jesus. We can put, put that on, and it calls that which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So the Lord enables us now, praise God, to grow and to be sanctified, to say no to sin, to put off sin, and to grow now in true righteousness and holiness in God. In other words, to become like him, to grow in Christ-likeness. And this table reminds us each week that his body was broken for us, his blood was shed for us, that we might walk in newness of life together in the freedom and, and in the power of the gospel. And the grace that we know and that we experience each week uh, as we partake of this by faith, uh, as we come to this table, renews us. Praise God, we are renewed 
individually as we come to the table. We are renewed corporately as we partake of this. And as we are renewed, brothers and sisters, we can help each other in this walk that we're called to walk, to put the worthless things off, to help each other do that, and then to put on Christ. And so let's practice the one another's even more aggressively than we are, joyfully than we are, so that we can help each other to do this. Put those things off, put on the Lord Jesus. And so may we now be renewed by the grace of God as we come to his table, to the God who, who loves us and has called us to commune with him. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we do rejoice in newness of life in our Lord Jesus Christ, and that we have been freed from bondage from the terrible bondage to sin, to that which is corrupt. And we are now able, by grace, to walk in truth and to walk in hope and to walk in the light with the Lord Jesus. And, O oh Lord, enable us to put off sin, to say no to sin, and then to walk in the Spirit. Renew us now, we pray, by your grace, as we come in obedience and enjoy to commune with you. And we ask this all in the name of our Redeemer and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.